Welcome to the Swim Swam Podcast. I'm your host, Coleman Hodges. Joining me today, Zach Yeadon. Zach, how's it going, man? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? Not too bad. elephant in the room are you in berkeley right now i am yes i am okay so you you just transferred to cal Mm -hmm. um how first of all how do you like it so far what's berkeley like tell me about it i've I've been loving it it's been awesome here it's been a i uh i got here on july 4th uh i spent three weeks here before i was on vacation for two weeks and then i've been back the past week and a half uh and it's been fantastic i've really enjoyed it Nice. I know. I know you just had a workout today. We're we're talking just <laughs> post workout for you. Um, okay. So so you're from San Antonio. Mm-hmm. Uh, you went to Notre Dame, but you you, you know I, I filmed you when you were spending the summer training with the Texas mm-hmm. men. You announced that you were going to transfer. A lot of people were thinking, oh, he's certainly going to Texas. Yeah. <laughs> there. Um, you know, walk me through your process of of when you decided to transfer and then, you know, what, what was kind of the, the deciding factor in, in you ending up at Cal? Yeah. So especially at the beginning, uh, if not for COVID, I think I would have continued to stay at Notre Dame. I think the training and everything was going really great. I'd really successful past year. I had a strong relationship with the coaches and with the team. And I mean, I still have my girlfriend goes to Notre Dame dating for nearly two years. So I had a lot of personal connections there. Uh, but, you know, with, with uh, COVID and everything and NCAAs being canceled, I, I kind of had to take a step back and kind of look at everything a little bit differently, considering I had one more year to train up to trials and to get ready. And there was a lot of uncertainty about uh, the season. Uh, there still is. Uh, but there was also about being able to train and being able to find water because I, uh, my parents actually moved to Minneapolis back in January. So then after NCAAs, I went home to Minneapolis and I didn't have any water space because I didn't have a club team. Okay. And so then I was pretty much out of the water for nearly three months, uh, not touching it at all. So I, one of the big things about the whole, the whole process and wanting to be able to find some place was to ensure that I could have water space no matter what happened. Because I wanted to be able to keep training. Uh, and for me, I felt as though at Notre Dame and in South Bend, it wouldn't be as uh, accessible, the pools, uh, mm-hmm. should everything lock down again or something like that happen. Uh, and at the same time, I didn't know if I would be in the best mental state to be able to swim during the winter without uh, a near-term goal uh, being in the, in the future. Yeah. And so... It took, it took a while, but I was able to go home, decompress after NCAAs got canceled, uh, talk with my parents, and we came around to thinking, you know, got one more year to give it your best shot for trials. And, you know, after that, we can't really predict anything because outside of a year, it kind of gets a little, little too far to be able to predict. So with, the, so with that in mind, we with my parents' support, I decided to enter the transfer portal to, to kind of talk around and try to get a, a sense 
of what the next year was going to look like. Uh, I've been in communication with Mike Litzinger the entire time. Uh, we were, we were talking frequently. Uh, he just wanted the best for me. And, uh, I was, I was so thankful for his support and everything that he was doing for me. And so then I had, I was talking a lot with Chase and Dave here at Cal and they'd done a, a great way of getting me into the academic side of things, as well as what practicing and the team culture would look like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'd known a few guys because of WUGS, uh, previously, as well as I knew Sean Grishup from when we both swam in Texas together back in high school. Right. So there was some pre-existing connections there. And I, I remember I, I, cause I was, I was nervous that I didn't, I didn't know like too many people on the team and I wanted to be able to have, uh, as seamless as transition as I could. And I had a zoom call with Bryce Mefford, Trent Julian, Sean and Reese Whitley. And it was after that, it kind of really sealed the deal for me and, in the way that I felt as though the culture that they had at Cal would be the best culture for me to train with uh, in the event that everything got canceled again or something like that. And we went back into quarantine. Uh, and I thought the connection that I had with Dave and Chase was really fantastic. And we, I, I moved through then and, uh, and decided to transfer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that all makes sense. And, you know, you, you bring up, a very legitimate concern for a lot of people, which is there's just so much uncertainty, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, well, congratulations. I Thank you. <laughs> I love Berkeley. It's one of the best cities in the country. I think. Um, that's, that's very cool. I, again, I said it, you, you look very tan. So yeah. It seems like you're already reaping the benefits yeah. of the Bay Area. Um, so are, are you guys able to train pretty normally right now? Uh, so actually, I actually wasn't able to train today. I, I was planning on being able to, there's practice, but because of all the fires, the air quality, uh, over in the pools that we're swimming at aren't, uh, aren't good enough to swim in. It was like, it's kind of tough to breathe. Uh, so what we've been doing, we've been doing one a days, uh, for the past, since the beginning of June or July, I mean, and it's if we don't have the Berkeley facilities open just yet, Dave is continuing to work on that. Uh, so we've been training in some other pools in the area uh, just to get some water time about two hours a day. And then you do a dry land workout by yourself uh, when, when you have the free time. Gotcha. Yeah. And uh, so, so, you know, now that you're at Cal, the question is, I, I believe the PAC 12 just put all, all sports mm-hmm. for 2020 on hold. Um, you know, are you guys still able, A, are you guys still able to train B? Is that in, in terms of how that affects you directly, does that from, from your understanding, does that just pretty much mean you guys can't go to swim meets, you know, call collegiate swim meets in this calendar year? Yeah. So that's, that's kind of what it seems like, uh, or at least what Dave, what Dave has uh, said to everyone. Uh, so he, he still plans on being able to do uh, intra-squad meets and that sort of thing. Obviously, Cal is a fantastic pro team. Uh, so it'd be, it's great to be able to like race those guys like Andrew Selisgar or, uh, or like Nathan Adrian. I, I mean, I wouldn't race him, but <laughs> having, him in the, having him in the group and stuff like that, uh, mm-hmm. it's, a great, it's a great way to like, continue moving the training forward. Uh, yeah, and Dave, Dave said once, once we're able to get back into the Berkeley facilities, you know, things – 
things should start to move a little bit more normally. Uh, and Cal is online here for the first semester too. So it's pretty much just, uh, just student athletes around campus. So it makes it a little bit uh, safer environment to be able to train without uh, worrying about uh, transmission. Yeah, but, and that's, that's a relief too. I mean, yeah. that campus can get pretty, pretty crowded pretty quick. Yeah, absolutely. That's, the, that's, that's nice to hear that, yeah, it's just all online. I know, you know, you've already heard things about UNC, about Notre Dame. Yep, yeah, yep. Just kind of, kind of working things out, which I think everyone's yeah. going to have to in their own way. Exactly. Um, so that's, that's cool. I've also, you know, I don't know if, I don't know if you've experienced this yet, but I've also heard that, uh, you know, Cal, Cal does a lot of pretty fast, pretty fast efforts in practice on a regular basis. Uh, you know, Saturdays seem to be a big day to, you know, maybe throw on a suit. Yeah. So it doesn't <laughs> seem like competition should be too much of an issue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually really thankful for that to be able to have that, that culture and having those pro guys still be there for, uh, for training purposes, as well as uh, those inter-squad meets in which Dave wants to be able to hold. I think it'll be a great opportunity for the whole team uh, to continue training and have that some race competition uh, because uh, we don't even know from USA Swimming if I think the first meet's in November in Irvine. It's scheduled to be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So God only knows if that meet's going to happen or what it's going to be like. Uh, so it's great to be, have like sort of a bubble here where you're able to train amongst ourselves. Definitely. Um, well, that's, that's all great to hear. I'm, I'm happy to get the news that, that you're doing well at Cal so far. <laughs> Thank you. Things going safely and swimmingly. Um, so let's, let's get into a little bit more of, of your history, your background. You're from San Antonio. Mm -hmm. Tell me how you first got into swimming. Yeah, so I actually, I lived in New Jersey back in oh man i moved to san antonio in like 2011 i think but previous to that i swam at the ymca in hunterdon county in new jersey and i had i was i was taking like swim lessons i was like six years old and i saw the the hcy the y program uh doing doing a practice i was sitting there with my dad and i said dad that'd be awesome so I signed up for it and I went through the practices at HCY uh, in New Jersey, like at that young age, I thought, I thought I was like a pretty solid swimmer. I thought I could compete on a pretty solid level. Uh, and then we moved to Texas and it was a whole new thing. It was like, I, I, I showed up and was probably like the, the worst of the best. Cause I was in a, in an age group program with, uh, with some, with some guys, uh, one of the guys, Luke Nordstrom, he was like a top five, a uh, 50, 10 and under swimmer. So like there's some really good guys on the team. It was a really good program. And uh, for, from then on, I just kind of was working at it, working at it. Uh, into, into high school, I was able to train under Lou Walker, who's the former head coach at Syracuse before they uh, dissolved their program. And that was, that's when, that's when everything really started to get rolling uh, under he, he gave us like pretty much like a college type routine, uh, two days every day, three hours on, on Saturday and very distance orientated. I mean, I was cranking out the yards. Uh, and it was, it was for me for the first, the first two years, I kind of struggled to kind of get into the groove, kind of find my footing. Uh, 
And then, you know, junior year, things really started to pick up for me. I started to do, do a lot better at like JNS and have some like aspirations of swimming actually being something more than just a tool to help me get into a really good uh, college for, to have a good education. And that all kind of culminated in my senior year in which uh, I like what I had done before did just like didn't even match up to it, especially with my performance at JNETS uh, and then at World Champ Trials the next summer in which I qualified for the national junior team. Uh, and I, I, I attribute that a lot to Lou Walker because he was just an amazing coach for me, uh, really able to get me uh, get me right into the sets and being able to get my, keep my head in a good spot at meets and being able to give me a great taper program. And then obviously I uh, committed to Notre Dame my senior year and then went to Notre Dame in the fall of 2017. Yeah. All right. So there's, there's a lot to unpack. Uh, <laughs> first of all, you're six, six, uh, six, five, six, five. Six, five. All right. So you're, you're pretty tall. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Were you, obviously you weren't always that tall, but when did you start to really, to really grow? Because I'm curious, you know, it's like when you were 12, were you just, you know, like a, a scrawny little kid uh, <laughs> in the swimming pool and then you had like all these other bigger guys around you or, or were you always pretty tall? I, I was always pretty tall. I mean, uh, in elementary school, whenever they do like the height, the height things for like when you're doing band or whatever it might be, you know, they line you up by height. I was always, I was always one of the taller guys. Uh, and that continued into middle school, but I think it was my sophomore year of high school in which I really was, it really got some, a growth spurt, uh, and kind of like jumped out ahead. Cause I, I think the doctors had told my parents I was going to be like six, three. And then I was, I was like six, four by the end of sophomore year. Uh, my, my mom is 5'10", and my dad's 6'3", so there's some good genes there to get some height. <laughs> oh. And so, uh, so then, you know, you talked about junior year, you, you really started hitting it. But before, I mean, you know, you said two years you kind of struggled um, or, you know, just couldn't re – you were finding your rhythm. Um, yep. for, for two days every day doing a lot of distance work, I mean, that's – that sounds pretty tough. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It was, it was a grind for sure. <laughs> it was a, but I, I, I'm looking back on it, especially my senior year. I really enjoyed it. Um, I had a great relationship with Lou and his wife, Ellie, who was actually the assistant coach of the, uh, the club. And I just had such a great relationship with them that it really helped me stay motivated and really helped me have a personal relationship with my coaches to just kind of, they, they'll let me know what their plan is for me. And then I can tell them what I think of it. And we can kind of move forward with a plan together instead of it just being a one-sided relationship with the, with the coach, just giving me the sets or giving me the schedule and I'm just going to do it. Instead, we come with, come up with something together and move forward together. So we both know uh, what each other are thinking and what each of us thinks the best way forward is. Yeah. I mean, and that, you know, that's, I feel like that's something you, you may not find until college or beyond. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's, that sounds really nice that you were yeah. able to find that in high school. Did you, did you play other sports growing up? I played 
some football in in elementary school. I played in fourth and fifth grade. I wasn't very good at it. I really wanted to be a running back, but I was I was way too slow and way too tall to play running back. But uh, and then I'd I'd done some other things. I'd done some some soccer, but at a way back. But pretty much after after sixth grade, it was it was just swimming because uh, my 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 parents were like, you got You got to pick one and just go for it after that. Mm-hmm. I chose swimming, and it, it turned out pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Um, so, you know, junior, senior year, when you really started to hit your stride, you know, give me, give me a workout or two of, of when you were really like, yeah, that was good, or that was like my aha moment of like, oh, okay, like maybe, maybe this upcoming meet's going to be really good or something like that. Yeah, I, I, I throw back to we were getting – I was getting ready for JNATS my senior year, and I remember one of the one of the guys had just transferred in from another program in the area, and they, Isaac Barrera. And uh, Lou had given us a typical warm up: eight four three, eight hundred swim, four hundred kick, three hundred pull, uh, just as a, just as a warm up, you know, uh, just to get into it. And then we had done a, a small preset, like twelve fifties or something like that, pretty chill. And then it was five five hundreds, descend one to five on five thirty. And so I, I felt terrible for Isaac because his first practice in, but I, I remember just blitzing through it going, uh, 459, 454, uh, then 47, uh, 43, and then 30, 39 on the last one. And for me, for me, that was, that's in high school, I, I thought that was just so fantastic and it really felt so good to be able to descend down on that effort and at that interval. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously the whole time Lou is, Lou's there the whole time calling out my times and, and telling me uh, what I need to fix onto the next 500 and that sort of thing. Uh, and really keeping me pumped to be able to keep going faster. Yeah. I mean that, yeah, that sounds like a fantastic set, especially yeah. <laughs> if, if you're getting ready for a junior national meet. Yeah. Oh Yeah. Tell, tell me about how that junior Nats went for you uh, when you finally got there. At uh, the college station one in, uh, yeah, yeah. So that one, I was, I felt, I felt pretty good about it. Uh, the, uh, the taper had been going really well. Uh, there was, and I, there's always this meet in Texas in, in the area called the like Atisca meet. And it's usually the invite that most other people go to. It's a high school meet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I had, I pulled out of that so I could focus my attention solely on JNATs and went into it uh, the first night, 800 free relay, and I was 138 on it, which was the fastest I'd ever been by a long shot in the 200. I felt it was really motivating and I felt really good about it. And then swam the 500 the next day. I don't remember what I was in prelims, but I think I was in sixth position going in at night. Okay. I was right next to... uh, to Alex Zettel, who's someone I had swam with a thousand times in the 500 previously. <laughs> and I remember just Lou, Lou was telling me that the first 200, you got to make sure that you're fast, but you don't want to overextend yourself. But then after that, you need, to st- you need to start building into each 100. So then build up into that 300, then build up into that 400. And then once you get to 400, just go for it and don't look back. Uh, so that's what I, that's what I did. Uh, I tried to do it the best I could and it turned out really well. I was 419 and I got second after Patrick Callan. And then 
The next day swam the 200. It didn't do, it didn't go that well. I don't think I finaled. I was like, I was like 140 in the morning. I was like, oh. I was, I was still pretty beat up from the, from the 500, but I was, I was happy with it. And you no, know, Lou is, Lou put it in such a mind in that swam, swam a solid 200, but now you get the night off so that you can kind of relax and get back into it and then drop into a good warm up tomorrow morning before the mile at night. Mm-hmm. And so come back in the next morning, uh, flush it out, get some good pacing in, uh, and then go back to the hotel, relax, get ready, focus, and come back and have a good swim. And come back at night, and I remember swimming or starting to warm up for it. And just this, there's a certain feeling that you you get in which you you don't really feel the pain. You don't really feel as though you're exerting a lot of energy to go fast. And I felt really good in my warm up. Went to the ready room, felt really confident about what I was able to do. Um, and then went out there and I remember talking to Lou before he told me once you hit that 1100, just, you got to start firing the guns and and get after it. And I remember the, after the first 300 of the mile after that, I, I think to myself, man, I I feel really good. I've, I was, I've, I was pretty much cruising there for the first 1100. I, I could have kept going on like that forever. I felt so good. And then at the at that eleven hundred, I knew, boom, turn on the gas and get after it, mm-hmm. and uh, and I, I I remember just just going for it the rest of the way and uh, just just burning it as as much as I could, especially the last seventy five because I remember taking a breath and looking up at the clock and looking at it, I'm like, oh man, I got to go pretty quick if I if I want to get under uh, if I want to get under fifteen minutes. Uh, I obviously didn't read it right. <laughs> so I blasted the last 75, uh, 14, 49.9, and I was so excited with that. I was really happy with that swim. And Lou was, Lou was, I'd, I'd only seen him, uh, since then, I've only seen him once that emotional. He gave me this big hug given uh, when he presented the medal to me. It felt really good. Yeah. I mean, that's, that sounds like a great meet. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. It, was, awesome. it, was, it, it blew away my uh, wildest dreams for that meet. And so, so it sounds like, you know, in high school, you were kind of building every single year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, from, from an outsider's perspective, looking in, um, it, you know, that's what you've done every year in mm-hmm. college as well. You, you just kept getting better and better and better, and you kept kind of chipping away and perfecting mm-hmm. your swims. Um, tell me about, you know, the, what was different? What was the same when, when you got to Notre Dame and, uh, you know, and then you just, you know, you started really getting on people's radar mm-hmm. after that. Yeah. I think one of the, one of the big things for me was that I was able to establish a great relationship with Aaron Bell at Notre Dame. He was really great in helping me kind of, uh, find my footing really, really quickly at Notre Dame. And the other thing was there was two seniors that were there, uh, Richard Mannix and Ben Janey, uh, who were huge in helping me transition in. As they were seniors and I was a freshman, they were, it was really instrumental for them to kind of take me under their wing and really help me feel at home there. So I didn't feel like a fish out of water, basically. And that, that continued into training in which they, they wouldn't let me get away with anything, you know, like, but if they thought I was slacking off, if they thought I was doing this or that, they'd call me out on it and they'd be aggressive about it. 
so it was, it was great to have that kind of encouragement and that kind of, that kind of elder, elder role. And that kind of all I like, came into, uh, like my, my invite, the OSU invite back, uh, my freshman year. And I, I remember in warm up going, uh, 500 just push from push from the wall. I I'd not swim at all yet. I dropped a 428 in warm up, uh, cold turkey without a suit on. And at, the second I I did that, I knew that the training had been hitting right now. I was ready to throw some stuff down. <laughs> and so, so what'd you throw down then? What, you I, I was I was 414 at night. Okay, nice. Yeah. <laughs> it was a, there was a five second drop from my high school time, so I was pretty happy with it. And <laughs> that that it, that was just like a the first of things to come because after that, the training picked up a ton because Aaron was kind of able to see you know like this is where he should be he should be able to go, and so he started focusing the training around on that mile and the five hundred and being able to have that speed, but at the same time having that aerobic base. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so again, like you kind of mentioned, that the that that swim was kind of the first of things to come. We we see you just building and building and building. Um, you know how how mentally, how did you feel like that that build kind of happened? You know, did you once you hit four fourteen, you were your sights already on four ten, or you know, kind of how how did you see your goals progress or your vision of yourself progress as as your swimming ability did? Yeah, so I think one, one, on one aspect, it kind of gave me a, uh, a false sense of confidence almost. And, you know, like, oh, now I can just do this and now I can just do that. Uh, and so it took, a, it took a lot to be able to kind of rein that in and kind of set realistic goal standards for myself. Mm-hmm. And especially uh, like going into ACC's my freshman year, you know, thinking, all right. And, and for me, instead of time, they're like, all right, got to go, got to get second in the 500 got to get second in the mile because Anton was like, he was killing it that year. So I, I was like, okay, like that, I don't know if we can, if we can win it all, but we can definitely get on that podium. And that's, and that's what we need right now. And after that at NCAAs uh, in the 500, at least I wanted to go a little bit faster. I uh, didn't quite get there. Uh, but part of it was being able to have such a good ACCs or even an invite meet uh, kind of allowed me to say, okay, you know, like, if if the season if the season was over today, I'd be happy at where, about where I'm at, uh, and I think there's something to build on, and so that kind of influenced my goal time. So they weren't ever they weren't ever like anything crazy. They weren't ever uh, like like 405 in the 500 or something like that. They'd be they'd be pretty pretty solid, uh, something realistic. I thought I could do. Uh, so it, it was. I don't even know if I had a goal time for the 500 at ACC's my freshman year, but in the mile, I wanted, I wanted to be under 1440. That was, that was my goal, a solid seven second drop and then uh, see what I can do in the 200. Mm-hmm. Did you do it? I was, uh, yeah, I was, uh, I was 1434 in the mile <laughs> and uh, 412 in the 500. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it sounds like you met the goals. <laughs> Um, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and so, um, and real quick, you know, so you have a, a pretty solid ACC, a very, a very solid ACC meet as a freshman. What what was it like turning around and then going to NCAA's after that? Yeah, so it was 
it was it was kind of nerve wracking uh, because all the other guys. There's only one other guy or two two other guys on the team that were swimming individual events. Uh, Notre Dame was sending uh, some relays guys too, uh, so we had a pretty decent squad there. Uh, but it was just a whole different whole different meet, especially compared to like JNAS or something like that, or even ACCs. Uh, and it was it's a little stressful. I remember watching. Uh, Sam Pomajevic throw down a 412 in the first 500 heat in the morning. And I'm sitting there like, holy moly. <laughs> like, this is going to be different. Mm-hmm. And and I think a lot of that actually got to me in, in the mile because you know, I was thinking to myself, like, holy moly, like Anton and Felix, those guys are going to really, really bust a move here in the mile. And so – I went out way too slow in the mile. I was out uh, like 8.57 or something like that, way behind everyone else. I was dead last, eighth at the, at the thousand mark. And, and I, think, I think part of that was just me, me being too stressed about what I, what I think I should do instead of focusing on what I'm doing right now in terms of race strategy and race preparation and thinking about uh, the streamline or the kick I need off the wall or how I'm supposed to breathe going into the wall and stuff like that. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, moving on to, to your sophomore, your junior year, how do you feel like you kind of took those tools and was able to adjust um, head, heading into other championship meets? Yeah, so I ended up having a pretty, pretty rough sophomore year. It, wasn't, it definitely wasn't the best. But uh, for me, after, after that, I kind of, kind of took stock of everything and thought to myself, uh, you know, I just, I just need to show up every day and just bust out the best practices I can. So I think if, if I'm able to, to accumulate an aerobic base that is proficient enough not to need to worry about dying or anything like that during the race, mm-hmm. then I'm golden especially for the mile. Uh, and th- so after that, that's kind of just what I went after. Uh, and I, I scaled back the, the weightlifting that I was doing. Uh, and I, I had a totally different lift program. It was, it was really focused on the stuff that I'd been doing at UT the previous summer that Eddie had me on with rowing and push-ups and sit-ups. Uh, and, I, and thinking about technique instead of just swimming, swimming mindlessly. Uh, and I think that was really important in helping me uh, get prepared and have and have a successful ACCs this past year was being able to focus in on that as well as having great practices from Aaron Bell uh, to help me, you know, get into the flow of being in a race and, you know, helping me think about the way that I'm swimming instead of just swimming mindlessly. Yeah. What? T- tell me about that summer with with the Longhorns. Um, how, how'd you end up there? you know, what did you gain from it? And what was it like training with, you know, with those guys? Cause that's, you know, it's pretty high caliber. Crew. Yeah. 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 So it actually had stemmed from a year earlier in which I, I actually, this summer after my freshman year, I'd swam back at my club team in San Antonio. I swam for quad a, I swam with Lou again. Uh, I had a really great year. That was the year I, I qualified for the Wugs team. Uh, had a really fantastic meet and but my, my dad was worried about uh, people, people that I could train with at Notre Dame because uh, the, 
the two seniors had graduated and there was only pretty much one more, one other guy, uh, Southern McKean that was still in distance and he was swimming at home that summer uh, mm -hmm. after my freshman year. And so my dad had ended up talking to Eddie at the sectional meet that summer and wanted to, wanted to make sure that I could, I could train with some other distance swimmers uh, heading into the, into the next year. And so that's kind of where that came from. So then I, I swam with them last summer and I, I didn't, I didn't have the, uh, like any crazy su success during the summer. It was, uh, but it was very enjoyable and really eye opening for me in the, in the kind of training that they were doing and, and kind of just seeing the way that their culture was and seeing the way that they carry themselves and how they went about uh, grinding through practices and stuff like that. Especially with like someone's training with someone like Clark Smith or Chris Yeager. It was, it was really eye opening in the way that they trained. Yeah. What, what about it was eye opening? You know, was there, was there a set that stood out to you or was there, you know, things they could do in practice that was just like, Oh yeah. yeah it was, it was just like them just grinding away in practice, you know, Eddie given every Eddie giving some, a really big set or something like that. And Clark just like blowing it out of the water. I know, like going going four oh six four hundred long course with a buoy on, you know, just like it was like it was crazy. It was crazy to me, and it just it felt really good how encouraging everyone was. Uh, everyone being really pumped about swimming the sets uh, instead of you know like being really Debbie Downer or something like that. Sure, yeah. I mean, I I know <clears throat> from going to those practices, from talking to the coaches, coaches, it's like you you can it's hard to give them recovery because they'll just race. Right? Yeah, like everyone's yeah. so competitive and so like, Oh, let's go. They're just like, <laughs> they can't even swim easy. Yeah, exactly. Just go fast. <laughs> yeah. And that, that felt really good. I really, I really enjoyed having, having that experience last summer. And part of, part of that shaped uh, for me, what I wanted to have uh, for my final year in college. Yeah. So, so we, we are at your final year of college. So to, to kind of wind this conversation down, what, you know, again, we talked about competition might be limited this semester, the next few weeks, the next few months moving forward for you, you know, do you have any goals? Uh, obviously it's a, you know, it's an, it's an adjustment period, but what are you thinking moving forward in the immediate future? Yeah. So uh, part of me is just really thankful that I'm able to be swimming again after I was out of the water for so long. Uh, and for me, just thinking about every day has got to be better than the last day. And every week has got to be better than the last week. Kind of just continuing to build on the progress that I make each week or each day uh, and building on that into the next day or the next week. Uh, I really want to be able to get to a point, even though that we're doing singles, that I could, I could, I could throw down some, some dual meet times that I'm, I've been used to uh, during the regular college season. I want to be able to be at that level even though we're not at full capacity in terms of swimming, uh, so that when we are at full capacity, I'm able to take my game to a different level. You've been listening to the Swim Swam podcast. Stay tuned for new episodes every week. You can take Swim Swam podcasts on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Look for links in the description below, and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more videos as well.